everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. cook for. Hi guys. Emma is in a, what is it? A headband? It's a headband. Um, basically I did a birthing ceremony with Amelia and on the Airbnb they advertised that we would be wearing headbands which I was quite excited about and that didn't come to fruition so I made Amelia Byers matching headbands yesterday. And I think they look great. You look really hot. Like you look like proper, like 10 out of 10, 80 fit. Like front of a of an aerobics video workout. I want to look like her hot. I'm into it. I think you should wear it all the time. I think it should be your new thing, even though you're like a complete dickhead. <laughs> you, still like, you look like a fit dickhead. So we'll just we'll just bypass the dickhead bit and go with fit. Yeah. If anyone needs friends that are gonna hype them up, like I strongly recommend Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a twat you're hot I do you <laughs> I love it like I saw my friend the other day and she goes wow you look like a porn star and she meant it in like the 100% like genuine compliment way and I was like thanks babe spent an hour on my makeup which I clearly haven't done today um I'm still very sweaty from the gym everyone watching live I really apologize I get very shiny just fuck it just move on let's just move on um, I love that you have a Christmassy cup, even though we know that you're like essentially living on a Mexican beach. Yeah, it's still Christmas though, isn't it? What's the date? November. It's a bit early, isn't it? Yeah, it is uh, November 8th. Oh, it's a busy month for me. I'll tell you that, Em. Um, okay, let's get to the questions. Do we have anything? Is anybody eager coming on the live yet? Tan Chan just says, Jane Fonda, watch out, Em is about. But Jane Fonda is like, I mean, she, you know, she's she needs it. to watch out because she's, yeah. Yeah, she's well past the stuff. I don't know, I'm joking. She's hot. <laughs> Jane Fonda can do no wrong. Okay, let's go. Katie Siddle, hello, lovely people. I'm looking for your views on rest day timings. I do full body resistance training five days a week. I tend to have one rest day midweek and another on Sunday. I often feel exhausted on Sunday to the point where getting in 10 to 12k steps is so tiring. So I'm thinking that maybe I should do both rest days back to back to give my body a longer period of time to recover. From your experience, do you think it's better to have two full rest days back to back, e.g. on Saturday and Sunday, rather than to break them up? I know that it's going to be different for everyone, but I'm hoping that you might be able to share, excuse me, to share your opinion on what you think is more optimal i'm really getting into stuff and in, really getting stuck into this round thanks for your support katie um great question and the answer is it's very subjective and i don't mean subjective depending on the person i mean subjective depending on what part of your training cycle you're in um i would say katie to me it sounds like maybe it might be a good idea if you've been training like full on you know doing full bodies five days a week that's intense um, and if you've been doing that for longer than four weeks, and I know that you know how to train um, from conversations that we've had before, I would um, a ask you whether or not you might want a deload week, 
um, and or basically a rest week from training where you just hit steps. Uh, some kind of uh, mitigating factor to the fatigue that you've probably built up because like I say I know that you know how to train the second thing I would say is absolutely if you're finding that you're exhausted by the weekend take the full weekend off as well as your midweek rest day Um, I think it's a really good idea to have a full rest day every third day Um, but if you feel like on that weekend point you're fucked I want you to take two consecutive rest days and take the weekend off. Doing four, four, doing three, four bodies a week is enough. Doing four is fantastic. Doing five is acceptable, but it's at the higher end of expenditure in terms of your training and your fatigue for sure. So those would be my thoughts on the matter. And if you want to speak to me about a deload, deload week and how it's done, I will absolutely talk you through it. Emma, what are your thoughts on that? I'm just questioning why she's doing full body workouts. Like if you're not recovering from full body workouts, I would just start doing body weight splits. Like that's one of the reasons that we do them is so that, you know, the day that you're doing say pull, the muscles that you used on push are recovering. And that means that if you do have an opportunity to train five times a week, you can probably better recover from that. I think training five full bodies a week isn't the best idea. we not you know if you're training like twice a week or something we're like yeah do full bodies because you're only hitting those muscle groups twice a week but it could it could just be that you need to change your training split which is how we've programmed anyway so i would follow the the gym program and you should be able to recover from that again everyone's recovery rate is slightly different depending on stresses outside of exercise and how much sleep you're getting etc etc it's not it's certainly in answer to the question it's certainly not bad to take two consecutive rest days um I tend to find I get better results if I take like if I'm taking two rest days a week one on the weekend and one midweek so you're splitting up your training throughout the week uh but if it works for you better to take two full rest days on the weekend remember that like we're not athletes like whatever's quote unquote optimal might not be practical for you if you're like yeah on the weekend I much prefer doing xyz and it means I've got a much better social life and it means that I generally enjoy training a bit more and actually during the week I get in this really good routine that after work every day I go to the gym and that like fits in but on the weekend I just like to park that and get back to it on Monday that's totally fine as well so yeah figure out what works for you but it's good that you've noticed that you're potentially not recovering quite well enough and my first bet would either be to drop a gym session and just do four a week or change your split and I would probably change your split I agree with Emma I think like I don't program the gym workouts here obviously I program all the gym workouts for my one-to-ones and I generally say full bodies only apply if you can train three maximum four days a week and I also tend to say that I don't I want people doing it every other day Beyond that, we talk start to talk about push-pull legs. Beyond that, we start to talk about more specific training splits. And you'll also see that like at the, on the home body workouts that I do do for the EC method, the home-weighted body workouts, I should say, you will see that I, if you read the details tab, I do talk about doing a full body workout, you know, too many, at, at too high a training frequency throughout the course of the week because you are going to impede recovery. And I agree with Emma, you know, Emma's, first of all, look at her physique second of all let's come away from that imagine she didn't have a great physique because she was injured or whatever multitude of reasons there might be this is a coach who's been programming workouts for for clients uh, including performance athletes and physique athletes for a long 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 time it might 
I know that, you know, people really get into what they already do. And like I say, I know that you know how to train already, but give her workouts a go because you might find that it's fun to mix it up and that your results actually improve. Agreed. I also think I wrote this on my story yesterday. I had a question about like programming and I think so many people like it's 80% diet, blah, blah, blah. Like, like I get that, but actually good programming fucking matters. Like it makes so much difference to your results not just from a recovery standpoint, but from like hitting those muscle groups at the right frequency per week, like enjoyment of the workouts, pushing yourself just enough. And actually I notice the coaches who don't train or don't do the workouts that they set because they never quite work. Like you kind of need to know what you're doing. You need to know roughly how long a superset's going to take or roughly how it's going to feel so that you can push like, just enough but not so much that it's like freaking impossible to do um yeah so that just takes a bit of like time skill experience as a coach yes um completely agree okay do we have anything on the live yes sarah hi ladies i cut off on yesterday's live in the gym this morning you talked about question remenopause just a little additional information i do take hrt um um although i think i may need to ask about the dosage being adjusted any suggestions you can make if there is anything else i could be doing would be appreciated especially re achy creaky joints i'm going to the gym uh i'm doing sorry i'm loving the gym workouts and definitely starting to feel stronger but my biggest take from this group is the change in my mindset i'm no longer sweating about the numbers on the scales or worrying about fat loss i'm focusing on body composition what i see in the mirror making progress away from negative self-talk and instead telling myself all the things my body has accomplished over the last four weeks, including being able to do 10 full press-ups each morning. Now the goal is to get to 20 before week eight. That's incredible. That's really good. I'm very, we're very happy with that. Like it's exactly where we want to get people to mentally. And like we were saying yesterday, as soon as you take the pressure off fat loss, one, it becomes so much more enjoyable and two, you start getting better results. Like, I know it seems counterintuitive, but it is what happens time and time again. I would speak to your doctor first. There's literally, I mean, we could suggest certain things, but it, there's literally no point us suggesting things until you've spoken to your doctor, make sure that the dose is right. Um, Re-creaky joints, they might assess you for things like arthritis to see if it's anything like that, that you'll probably do some blood tests to see if your inflammation is any higher um and again that would be much better treated by a doctor so do that first and then come back to us i agree it's just as frustrating for you as it is for us when emma and i are like this is one for the doctor this is one for the physio this is you know we can give you some lifestyle stuff after we've sorted out the foundation of of the issue which is where you're going to get from what you're going to get from the medical community versus you know health and fitness community um but that is just the right answer and I know that everyone, and we say this like all the fucking time, anyone who's coming in with an injury, who's like, I've injured this, I've niggled this, what should I do? First of all, you're a much judge, a much better judge of what you can and can't do than us because we're not inside your body trying to do all these things. And second of all, like we are not physios. And I, it's so crazy to me how many, I did, there must be some PCs out there who are like giving out like advice which they are not qualified to give out you know we we do not know what is wrong with everybody and that even then like 99.9 percent of physicians would be like i need to see you like i need yeah, to well, that's what i was about to say like 
It's kind of good to get really fucking generic advice from a physio, which you could probably Google. Like I've sprained my ankle, what should I do? Basically to tide me over until I actually see a physio. There's no way that they could know. Like, especially if it's quite a complex injury, like just thinking about my back, like no one could diagnose that over the phone. Like, you know, you need to see someone, you need to see the move, you need to put them in different positions and see what's hurting and what's not hurting and what's connected and what's not connected. It's, I mean, maybe some very good physios can do that over Zoom, but you can't do it over a Facebook group. Like, it's much, and, and it is frustrating because we do want to help, but really, like, you need to go and see someone so they can assess what's going on with your injuries. Exactly. Okay. Anything else on the live? No, we're good. I'm really distracted by how much I need to wash my hair. Oh. oh, who's calling you? It was me. <laughs> Definitely not okay. something to answer on the live. <clears throat> oh God, the drums. Okay, Kiana Tar. Kiana is such a nice name. Hey all, I have a question. Really sorry if it's stupid. There are no stupid questions. I've been putting off asking this for ages. I'm five foot seven and 80 kg and I want to lose body fat and get myself into a healthier BMI range. I've done quite a few programs over the years. I feel like I've built muscle, but my fat has just stayed the same. I'm worried that if I continue weight training, this will continue and I feel pretty muscular as it is. We've answered this before. Is the key here being consistent with training? Yeah, we've answered this before. Let's move on. Yeah, I must have maybe- Just a reminder on that. Like if you're building muscle, but you don't lose fat, you will still look completely different. Like if you're going off body fat percentage, that's the, the ratio you have of muscle to fat, essentially, not the total amount of fat that you have, it's the ratio. So you would have a much lower body fat percentage if you just built muscle and never lost any fat. And you would be doing the world of good for your health. Like my, I think my biggest pet peeve in the fitness industry, in fact, I have two. The first one is people saying that there's no point in exercising if you're not losing fat. Like that just like pisses me off so much. Who says that? There's literally every point. In fact, there's even more point exercising if you're not going to lose fat because it does so much good for your health. And the second one is personal trainers selling shit every single week on their Instagrams or on their social media, like promoting something new every week. And I have to say, this is one of the reasons that I respect Chloe so much because she literally won't even post a protein bar discount code in the group because she's like, I don't want it to come across like I'm selling anything. Like, and I know that Chloe gets offered probably at least 10 paid social media posts a day and turns them down because she's like, no, because I don't believe in that product. Like, who do you know? Integrity. Oh, damn. Oh, so people, like so many people don't do that. They're just like, oh, well, I'll get paid 500 pounds to post this or I get some shitty discount code. I'm like, you need so, it, part of it's like that you have self-worth as a trainer. You know, you're a good trainer and you know mm. you're worth more than that because selling your integrity for 50 quid for whatever, a discount code, even for a thousand pounds for a post, like it, yeah, it says a lot about someone as a coach, I think. A hundred percent. And also, I think it's like, let's just talk about, let's talk about specifically. And again, this is probably more my bracket than what Emma's speaking on. Cause I think she's speaking about health and fitness professionals. The reality TV stars, guys, look, I, I like, I always say, I like a lot of them. I know a lot of them. I call them friends, 
but let's I'll just be very very honest and I say this to their face so I'm not being bitchy they're not qualified in health anything to do with health and fitness they're not experienced in anything to do with health and fitness they got on camera in the first place because they look fantastic because they are genetic outliers in every sense in terms of their skin their hair their bodies the whole thing not to mention the fact that a lot of them are really into their beauty they should have all gone into that area of things they love hair makeup fashion that's why they ended up in front of the camera in the first place so then to come onto social media and be like i can get you abs here's my home workout and then like do exactly what Emma's saying, which is just promote shit products. It's like, of course they are, because they're not passionate about health and fitness. They don't know anything about it. They are in, they are hitting the top of your, uh, what's it called, algorithms on your search engine for health and fitness, because they look fucking fantastic. People have to be very, very, very careful who they're buying products from and what advice they're taking. And you know what? It's really driven at home. I always was like, oh, my clients are, aren't, aren't going to fall victim to that bullshit. Look at all the questions we get about collagen. Or because one of the Kardashians started promoting it a few months ago and then it trickled down and now everybody's promoting it. And it's like, it's scary. It's a scary industry. Yeah, I, I even think like it even kind of grinds me when like influencers are promoting beauty products, but it's like a, every every other week it's like, this is my favorite shampoo. I've been using it forever. <laughs> my hair looks so great. Like you can't have a favorite product every other like every week. Like it's impossible to keep up with. Like, this is my skin routine. Oh, look, the next week it's completely changed because some other company has decided to sponsor me or pay me. Like, I don't How much know you know how much money they pay these girls so these guys are making a living i'm like i can't think of anything more soul destroying or boring but they're making a shit ton of money it's it's quite depressing oh oh god no i won't say that because everyone will know okay so you can tell me <laughs> I, was, I was about to tell you something that i should tell you in private between us because otherwise it just looks like i'm being a complete bitch but um well we'll yeah. discuss that afterwards but yeah i just it's really disingenuous to be doing that whether it I mean it's more worrying with health and fitness stuff I think but even with like beauty products and stuff I'm like you're you're just lying to people and and scamming people especially when it's like I actually think beauty is quite a big one like you know if someone's got like I don't know really bad acne and you're like this is my new skin routine the only reason I have good skin is this and like sometimes I get asked about my skin because I naturally have really good skin I have a and anyone who has I've got a huge fall on my chin anyone who hasn't met Emma in the flesh I cannot tell you like her skin looks like a filter like it's perfect it's like a painting I'm like how have you done this so compliments <laughs> in this episode I'm loving it but the, but the point is like my skin routine is I wash my face at night like and and part like people who have longer skin routines it, it's normally because they've struggled with certain problems and it, and it actually has very little to do with your diet, very little to do with like anything apart from how many sweat pores you have. Mm. And that's like, you know, you can't choose that. And some people will just have like greasier skin, which leads to more spots. Like is, there's not a lot that you can do about that. It, but but I will say I am in this bracket and to everybody who's in this bracket, and I get this from my dad and my brother has it too. You will age better. So like the, the, generally speaking, dermatologists will tell, tell you, although maybe they're just trying to make me feel better, that the, the more pores you have, the oilier your skin, this is me to a T, the more prone to breakouts you are, generally the better you're going to age. So it, oh, will come, it, will come to, it will come to fruition. Yeah. Although Emma, like, I, don't, I feel like your mum looks pretty fucking mega for her age. She's not bad. She's not bad. 
Okay, uh, Kanchan's just asking, is the PT world going to start being more regulated? There's a shit ton of PTs out there who have done a quote unquote nutrition course on Groupon and calling themselves nutritionists and done a fast track PT course. Honestly, I don't think so. Mainly because of social media, like it's so hard to regulate social media. Half the people giving out nutrition advice on social media aren't even personal trainers. And this is something we see is like quite a big problem. So I speak to Amelia about it. Like she is a registered nutritionist, which means that if she gives out the wrong information, she can get in trouble for doing that. And like, she could get taken off like her accreditation or like her registration. If you have nothing to lose, if you're not even a PT, then there's no like backlash to that. So it's, it's almost like the less qualified you are, the less you have to worry about the information you give out because what, someone's like Kim Kardashian, you don't know anything about nutrition. She's like, yeah, well take my nutrition degree away. She doesn't have one, like, great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really hard to regulate. And I, I actually, I spend a lot of time thinking about this and a lot of people like try and put in effort to regulate it and it will never be regulated. What we need to do is educate people more so they can see through the bullshit. That's why I'm bringing this up. So you're like, huh, yeah, I do follow so-and-so. And actually every single week she has this new thing she's promoting. And she's actually been with my protein, like, I don't know, bulk powders and grenade. grenades like all within the same year and apparently these were all the best supplements on the market like you need to start seeing through it because it's not going to change so like the consumer needs to start being more savvy i'm trying to fit i mean i know i know who you're talking about on the broad spectrum but i'm just trying to see what's kicked this off in you but i agree with everything you're saying um, oh, it's not who you thought it, it won't be who you think it is but yeah that person as well the shoe fits but also like just the the messaging behind that person is meant to be so authentic and yeah. then you're like this is when every other post is an ad is it though but then you know i just i try yeah we don't we don't we try not to call anyone out because we don't want to be like bullies or dickheads but like it is it, we, we say it because we do want people to clock it and notice it i quite like it when i post about grenade stuff and people are like do you actually use it though and i'm like i like it that people ask me that i'm like yeah every morning every day i'm having some kind of product partly because i get sent it for free partly because i like the product and i and i trust it and i enjoy it and i i'm happy to put it in my body part it's a mixture of everything but yeah and i like it that people are like do you really take that do you is that really your breakfast every day like yeah, that's what I think you'd be asking. And a lot of the time, like, you know, people oh. say, yeah, it is. But it'd be different if Chloe was like, and then the next week she was sponsored by a different supplement company. And then the next week she's taking something different. Like, that's when you need to start questioning stuff. I think if you, you know, and, and to be fair, if you found a skin routine that actually has really helped you and you want to share that with people, that's great. Like, crack on. But just just be a bit savvy and think like, oh, if there's a discount code involved in here, maybe they're making a kickback or have they been paid to post this or you know just just like think about like the agenda there yeah okay um parley how do you know if you're lifting heavy enough i'm not new to the gym started chloe's weights for for women's app loved it by the way but i have been out for two years due to covid moving and life it's the longest I've ever gone without working out. And although there is muscle memory, I feel like a total newbie. I put the weights on and if I find it hard, I drop the weight back down as I don't want to look like I'm struggling. I know I've got to get over that as no one is watching me. 
And I also don't like it when it's a big effort as I worry I won't be able to finish the last set. Uh, so what effort should it be? I'm loving the gym workouts and it's got me right back at it, but I'm concerned that I'm wasting time because I'm being too easy on myself. Um, so the, the sets and reps range that Emma sets you or I set you, you should be hitting failure there or thereabouts one to two reps in reserve which means you're a couple reps shy of failure which means you cannot perform one more rep with good form we're happy with um i definitely don't want any of you being like oh if i really work hard in my first two sets then my third set's going to be a shit show so i'll work kind of semi-ish hard and then hope that i make it to the end the whole point is then that you reduce the weight you reduce the intensity so you can still hit failure in that sets and reps range and i don't care i've done sessions with james before well, like shoulder, for example, shoulder giant sets. Ugh. Well, I've literally had to drop the weight for the last set and do it completely unweighted. I'm talking about like a lateral raise because I burnt my shoulders to fuck in terms of like the pain, the muscle pain. Um, and that's fine. We just want you to make sure that you're nailing that volume. Um, and like I say, going to failure, if you're a newbie, if you're quite new to this, is really what we want. If you're very experienced and you have a lot of, you know, a lot of training age and maturity under your belt with your lifting, one to two reps in reserve is, is great as well. Um, yeah, I agree. We'd rather you like overcooked it than undercooked it, I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that kind of covers that but yeah just like push yourself you'll know that you're pushing yourself I think it's fine given that you're just coming back into exercise also you're certainly not wasting your time even if you weren't pushing yourself to your limits you're not wasting your time and the other thing I would say about like preempting failure in later sets and kind of worrying about that is you can normally do more than you think you can so is you Amelia might like is Amelia moving a chair onto the balcony She's doing something. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Go on. Um, yeah, you can normally do more than what you think you can. And I wouldn't, yeah, like I wouldn't worry about potentially not being able to do the last set while you're doing your first set. Just concentrate on nailing your first set and then take long enough recovery so that you can do your last set as well. But really, you'll know that you're meant to get closer to failure in your last set. Probably means you're lifting a good like a good amount of weight for you damn right okay holly i have a question are pre-workout powders a placebo or do they really do something to help give you energy ahead of your workout yeah pre-workouts are basically like astronomically high in caffeine milligrams and that's essentially it that's the defining ingredient which is a gonna see you expend more energy when you work out um, give you more, like you feel, you perceive that you have more energy in your workout. Um, and, you know, if you're talking about thermogenic specifically, there are other ingredients that they'll put in there, you know, things like pepper, things which are going to raise your core body temperature, which will also contribute. Yes, they do work, but it is to such a minute degree that the reason why they are a supplement, as we always say, is because it's meant to supplement your lifestyle and what you're doing to get you to your goal. But do they work if you're ticking every fucking box like a G? Yeah, they do. Um, um, yes, everything that you've said. Plus, it actually, although some of them are really highly dosed in caffeine, there's quite a lot of research that shows that for an actual ergogenic effect, i.e. improvement in performance, you need even higher dosages than what most of them suggest. I wouldn't actually suggest 
going any higher. I think a lot of it is a placebo. And you'll probably notice that like a good example of this is even sometimes when you smell coffee or when you have decaf coffee, you still get a kick from it. Like if I gave Chloe a decaf coffee and I was like, didn't tell her it was decaf before we went to the gym, she'd probably still feel like, yeah, like I've had some caffeine, like I'm up for this. So the expectation and like there is an element of placebo effect in there. Um, things like that can also be added to it are things like beta alanine, which make your skin tingle a little bit. Yeah. The benefit of that is that it should buffer some of the lactate buildup. But again, the dosage isn't actually high enough in pre-workouts because unless potentially you were taking a pre-workout like every day, but beta alanine works actually quite similar to creatine where you want to increase the, the stores before you actually see a benefit. So if you just took it one off, what you're going to get is probably quite a big placebo effect because your skin is literally tingling, which I hate, but you, I hate feel, like you feel that something's happening. So that adds to the placebo. Um, but is there an actual benefit to reducing lactate buildup? Potentially not. And also most of people's workouts in terms of resistance training probably aren't impacted that much by lactate buildup. That's probably not the reason people are limiting like that's not the limiting factor in their performance so yeah if you enjoy them now and again take them there's probably a, a huge element of placebo in them but I think placebo that, I think, is real and if it means that you work out harder then fine if you go go on my page it's about thermogenics specifically not necessarily like pre-workouts and thermogenics typically go hand they, they're typically the same product but they're not always they're not they're not always they don't to me I wouldn't lump them together um but there's a I did a big um post on it recently it's a it's a pill that's on fire <laughs> so go read it because it's all it's all everything that the research has shown and there's multiple studies in there that are cited um and so yeah go go have a read of that post <laughs> I'm just getting my bit, <laughs> I just love that you're still wearing your headphones. Yeah, I can't believe you took yours off, Emma. I know, sorry, it was distracting me. It's actually quite a nice little uh, sweat bangle, I think. <laughs> Fashion no. accessory. Okay. Um, hey, ladies, no question here, but just wanted to say thank you. I've spent the last four days in Spain and loved a guilt-free holiday. I was somewhat sensible food-wise with, with boozy indulgences and kept my steps up. I really enjoyed myself and my nutrition is back on track today. Dog walk done, we'll train tonight. Scales are up, but I'm not sweating it. I love this new mindset that EC Method has given me. That is literally everything. So, so good, so important, exactly what we want. We want you to be able to go away, enjoy yourself, come back, get straight back on track and move on with your life. Like this, this is the whole premise of the program. Well done. Agreed. I love that. That's it's such a it's such progress to be like I went on holiday. I enjoyed myself. Didn't fall in the bucket bucket and don't hate myself either. Like it's perfect. It's freedom, isn't it? Yes. It and, is. I know that seems like extreme, but like so many people are trapped by how they feel around food, and like their yeah, they just feel like they spend so much time thinking about food. They can't enjoy themselves in other situations. And they feel trapped by like the constraints of sticking to a certain calorie target. And the fact that you can take some time off, enjoy yourself, be present, not be constantly worrying about things and then get back on track. Like 
that is so 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 important and if that's all that anyone ever gets from this program we've done freaking well yeah agreed I'm very okay. proud of you Jal. how often should you change your workouts I've seen your workouts on the app is four weeks the right point I've heard that you should every so often but also heard that it doesn't matter thoughts please so the way that I think about this is your brain will get bored before your body does so the reason yeah. that we change the workouts halfway isn't because the old workouts will stop working or you necessarily need to increase them or anything like that it's more just that sometimes at that point you're like mm, I feel a little bit bored I've done all of these workouts four times now I'm going to move on if on the other hand you're like I'm really in a good routine I'm enjoying these I'm pushing myself just stay on those workouts like they'll stay on the app for the eight weeks so you'll get just as good results if not potentially better staying on the older workouts so it's totally up to you it's not a physiological thing it's more just we want to make sure that you feel like you're getting enough value from the program yeah nothing to add amanda no question just want to say thank you i'm changing daily in mindset and in body i have never worked this hard but i'm loving the journey thank you both oh i love that heart and i think that there's this whole thing now where it's like you know it shouldn't be hard work it, it should be just a matter of kind of the penny dropping and you really you having this freedom around food and then you know you you really appreciating that you get to go and work out and it should just happen and it doesn't just fucking happen we're talking about like first of all creating new mental you know neurological pathways habits patterns of thinking and also like physiological habits, patterns, pathways of thinking. And it's hard fucking graft. But my God, like when is anything, Emma always says this and she's bang on point. When is anything that you ever got like worth having when you haven't worked hard for it? It's fantastic. It's work worth doing. I love that. Agreed. Holly, wicked. Thanks girls. What I thought in terms of minimal, I've not used in a while. And Oh, okay, okay. She's talking about um, pre-workouts. That's what I thought in terms of minimal effects. I've not used it in a while. And I think I was sold into marketing. Wonder whether to have one today or I'll stick with my coffee. The coffee is probably going to give you a very similar benefit. So just do what you prefer. Um, I don't want to hear just day by ear, day by day. I take, I'll have a coffee. And if I'm like, kind of forget to the gym and I sit in my car and I'm like, Ugh, I'll take a pre-workout. I've got, I've got it in my bag. Just pop, pop a pill. <laughs> See what I do, pop a pill. And I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. But sometimes I just fucking roll. I don't even think about it. I just roll out the car, roll into the gym, do my workout, and leave. Like just, and that's probably a really healthy way to do it as well, both psychologically and physiologically. Not that there's anything wrong with you guys, like, you know, having caffeine every day at all. But yeah, I just, yeah, it's a good thing not to be dependent on anything, really. Yeah. I absolutely love this comment, Caroline. Freedom was my goal when I signed up. Good. That's incredible. Okay, Laura. Hey, just jumped on. Sorry if this has already been asked. Read the new workouts. If we would like to continue doing hip thrusts, which session would you add them into? Um, probably the full body at the end of the week. Or push. Like, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't massively matter. It is a push exercise. So yeah, if you wanted to add it into push. But also the full body is a bit of like a bonus. So you might just want to add it into that. My gym just got did a, it's just had a full refurb. My gym in London. Um, so obviously I haven't seen it yet. I think it's already been refurb for a minute, but and they've got like all of the new hammer strength dumbbells, and they they've got like uh, jagged edges. 
So it's like doing, I do hit, I do like a lot of my lower body with dumbbells now. And I was doing hip thrusters in this morning and I was like, fuck, it really hurts. I'm going to have to go. Oh. I know, I'm really upset about it. I feel like I get way better range of, um, range of motion when I, when I do lower body with dumbbells. But alas, I'm going to have to go back to the bar. Oh, Josh. It's so painful. How is the gym out there? Is everyone in there still fit? <laughs> everyone is in, like, I'm not exaggerating. We're probably in like the worst shape in the gym like the girls are genuinely phenomenal we've told ourselves that they're all probably taking steroids because you can just like everywhere you pass here there must be a pharmacy on the end of every street and it's like anavar clen like you can literally just get whatever you want from the pharmacy and, and then there's this big picture of um it's not ronnie coleman who's uh who's the most famous ifbb guy now uh fucking hell um, yeah like he's won it like 20 times or something um kai no the other one the one that actually wins kai always comes second to him i always come second i yeah. was gonna say maybe he started winning i don't really watch that like um uh, anyway that guy he's like on the picture of everything and he, yeah you can literally just get everything like i went in to buy tampons and the lady brought out a little leaflet and was like do you want to buy any steroids? I was like, I'm okay with it. Okay with my tampax. By the way, life hack. Not really a hack, but just, you know, you can go cheap on some things. You can go own brand on some things. Tampons are not one of them. Why? What tampons do you use? Tampax. tampax. Uh, Sean Clarida. No, it's not him. Amelia, who's the bodybuilder that's on, that's on all the... The, the photos next to the pharmacy oh um let's no it's not it's it's the guy that no it's the guy that wins everything why can no one remember his name because i don't watch that um won, like, every olympia um, for the last however many years um, i'm finding him now hang about fuck it why don't i just google it why am i on their instagram page <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i'll do it now uh, that's going to annoy me. It is Mandal Elspy. <laughs> not that. Right. I'm going to have to it. Big Rammy. Big Rammy. So many of them. But there's also so many classes. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god, if Abby was listening now, he'd be so upset with us. He'd I be know. like literally yeah. if any bodybuilders are listening, they're gonna be screaming at down the phone, like <laughs> on the phone. Down the phone. <laughs> Here, why can't I see it? He's one like every single big Rammy. Mr. Olympia, big Rammy. Um big Rammy. God, I just cut. Oh, I could imagine. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get to. I couldn't. I don't think I could be comfortable in a body that size. I mean, it's just astronomic how big they are. Phil Heath. Oh, yeah. oh Phil Heath. Oh, Phil Heath. I don't, I don't think he's competed in the last no, year. Or two. No, Phil Heath. I think I followed him. He was like the first bodybuilder I ever followed for like nine years. I must have been following him. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I didn't think that he'd competed in the last couple of years. 
Well, he might not have now, but like he's the most, probably the most, I think he's won the most Olympias ever. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's a fucking legend of bodybuilding. Let's. I mean, such a legend that we didn't remember his name. Oh, we didn't remember his name. I thought he's literally probably the first bodybuilder I ever followed on Instagram. Also, I love that we've spent like 10 minutes talking about this. None of our clients give a shit about bodybuilding. I know. I liked his photo this morning as well, and I still didn't come, I still didn't, still didn't come up with it. Um, Okay. Any more on the live? No, we're good on the live because nobody cares about bodybuilding. <laughs> I think everyone's just switched off. Have we dropped in numbers? Yeah, um, anyway, yeah we, Amelia, we were just saying that the reason that everyone's in better shape than us at the gym is obviously because they're on steroids. Like, definitely can't, oh, yeah. it can't, can't be anything else. Yeah, nobody's been tired enough. No, <laughs> it's just not that. How hard are you training out there? You look fantastic, both of you. Honestly, quite hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great. Like most days, like six days a week. Oh, so check chicken, so that's why I'm eating. Amelia's been eating chicken. She doesn't normally eat chicken. Oh wow! Well, that will make a world of difference, Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the curly hair with the sweatband. You've got competition for the best-selling <laughs> the best-selling eighties fitness DVD. <gasps> Oh. VCR, VCR, I should say. VCR. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, you see the front page of the Daily Mail this morning, Emma. I know it's your favourite newspaper and you'd be reading it if you were here. It's just uh, some female PT. I think she's Davina McCall's PT being like, this woman can get you abs in 30 days just in time oh, for your post. I was like, fuck off. Are we still in 2010? Have we not moved on? We know that this is not a thing. I was apprehensive about the four-week body blitz being the title of my book, and they wanted it to be like abs in four weeks. And I was like, no, even then I knew, even with the four-week body blitz. I was like, no, we're not doing that. We're not calling it that. Like, it's just so, just common sense would tell you, like, you can get abs in 30 days if you basically already have abs. (laughs) or or if you not go and get a tan or something like yeah you're probably gonna look the amount of people who then like came into my dms or commented under the post being like we all know that everybody has apps it's just about fat loss so i was like also massively inaccurate and again because like an evidence-based coach that everybody knows did a whole post on that recently we all have amazing apps it's just whether or not you've got too much fat to see them and i was like that's not true either no also- just watch yourself get like diet down to the point like and this is what happens with a lot of people they're like oh yeah must just not be skinny enough yet to have abs i'm like no you don't have any muscle you haven't built any muscle that's why exactly and it's like people you see also like compare if we talk about amazing physique there are female competitors on stage who don't have those rippling abs that the next one who comes on does because mm-hmm. of genetics and of course they can build them that would probably be a work on if whatever you know it's just like so annoying and then it looks like i really care about abs and i'm like really and i'm like i don't care by the way i'm just trying to correct this weird thing yeah. <laughs> anyway Did you also know on the Daily Mail, eBay sellers are flocking because Walker's crisps are being sold for £6 a packet. There's a crisis and Walker's crisps aren't... Do you know what? A lot of Quavers left, though. Well, my parents love Quavers and there are packets upon packets upon packets in our larder. Larder? (laughs) Well, Quavers don't seem to be um, in high demand. It's just like Walker's original crisps. They're very intense old quavers. They're very punchy. I don't even really know what the flavor is of a quaver. What's the flavor of a quaver? 
It's cheese, isn't it? Is it? it? Yeah. It's very intense cheese. <laughs> I've never had a cheese that tasted like a quaver, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh God, daily meals quite worrying. Now curry could cost more. Indian meals are set to become more expensive as price of spices and key ingredients shoot up by 50%. Brexit, man. Bet we didn't expect that from Brexit. We did expect pro-Brexit from the Daily Mail, though. So thank you. (laughs) Oh, God. Also, someone's been posting A4 size posters saying it's okay to be white around Basingstoke. Well, okay. Well, Maybe we, that one with the lie. a reminder of that. I think everyone was starting to feel really oppressed as a white person. Fucking hell. Thanks, Basingstoke. <laughs> Thank you, Basingstoke, for making us feel... Validated. <laughs> yeah. Fuckheads. Okay, Donna Murray. Hey, guys, I'm on 1,600 calories at the moment, and I'm planning on going hill walking on Saturday with my husband. This usually involves five to eight hours of walking and around 40K plus steps. Wow. Depending on which hills we end up doing. Should I increase my calories on Saturday and or Sunday because of this extra activity or just stick to 1600? Thank you. Yes, Emma and I with a 40K step count and eight hours of walking up and down hills will be more than happy for you to increase your calories on those days is the short and sweet answer. Emma, what do you think? And how much would you suggest that she adds? I agree, increase your calories or you'll be very hangry and not enjoyable to walk with. Um, Mm -hmm. I would add probably 500 calories, you'll still be in a deficit. But again, it's all a bit of an estimate, but that's fine. And it's not, you're not doing it frequently. So about that would be nice, I think. Um, Agreed. I was going to say 400, but I just wanted to see what you said first for mental comfort. That's about right, isn't it? Yeah, sounds about right. Let me think. (laughs) Uphill as well. Eight hours additional walking. I mean, more actually. Yeah, 40,000 steps is a lot, but walking that (laughs) uphill. And yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, Lauren Newton. Hi, guys. I'm currently on 1800 calories, weighing an 80 kg, five foot four with a vat of skull. If I have around three to 400 calories a day to play with after all of my meals, um, hang on, no, why am I reading this wrong? I'm finding that I have three to 400 calories a day to play with after my main meals. So I still feel like I'm having way too many treats and snacking far more than I should, but I am within my calories. I'm hitting my protein, my fruit, my veg. I'm doing my 10K steps a day and four workouts a week. I think it's mainly because I tend to have a very small breakfast, like a protein shake, and then I have so much more to play with by the end of the day. Do you think this is okay? My weight isn't moving. A lot of 0.3 kg is all I've seen so far. This was two weeks ago, so 0.3 kg in two weeks. Um, And nothing on the first week. So I can't help but think that I need to change something up. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, if you are hitting, let's say you say that you're on 1800 and you're coming up most days with like 300 spare. 15, My thoughts are that if, if on the days where you're finding you're not hungry and you're just shoveling food down your throat to hit 1800 calories and you have a fat loss goal, I would say don't do that. Just stop eating when you're satiated and it's the end of the day, even if you are hitting a 1500 bracket. As and when you find, which you will, that your hunger starts to pick up. 
um, as the course of this plan continues, which is very likely to happen, do not be scared to come right back up to 1800. But do I think that you should be forced food feeding yourself if you're nailing fruit, preg, uh, fruit, preg, fruit, veg, protein, and you're hitting that 1500 calorie mark? No, I don't. I think you can go without. Emma? Yeah, I agree. Nothing to add on that. Okay, anything on the live? No. Okay, Tajal, again, who's watching live? Um, I'm five foot one, 62 kg, 41 years old, eating 16, 1700 calories, doing 12 K steps per day and four gym workouts at home, four gym workouts at home per week. Goal is muscle building and fat loss. And I'm a vegetarian. First question. I am eating around 140 to 155 grams of protein. Can you have too much protein? I'm getting a minimum of 30 grams per meal, some up to 60. Okay. First of all, you are getting in a very high amount of protein per day and per meal for a vegetarian, which is either very commendable or maybe slightly inaccurate uh, or maybe a bit, I mean, like, yeah. So that's the first thing that I would just think about. Um, no, you cannot have quote unquote too much protein. Your body will absorb high amounts of protein and it will, it will metabolize it. Uh, you know, additional protein that isn't going to get used in the body will come out in your rear and you will be absolutely fine. There's absolutely nothing for you to panic about. Now, I'm interested to see how you're, how as a vegetarian, you're getting in 155 grams of protein a day, roughly and up to 60 grams a meal. Like I would be interested in that. Um, Emma, what do you think? I saw you look at Amelia and grin. <laughs> I'm like, what That's, is it? It is like, it's an impressive amount in your, within your calories. This is on 1800. So on 1,600 calories, 155 grams of protein a day, and it's sometimes hitting 60 grams of protein per meal. Yeah, one, one thing that some people kind of fall for is like, oh, chickpeas are protein, and I'm having 30 grams of chickpeas, thus I'm having 30 grams of protein. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, and it might not be. It might be that you are smashing the protein, which is, like, excellent. But, and as Chloe's saying, there's not an, anything inherently wrong, especially not 150 grams of protein. There's not too much from a physiological perspective. But when you're on relatively low calories and you're a vegetarian, I would just question like whether that's impacting your other food choices quite a lot. And maybe like, you know, are you still getting in your fruit and veg? Are you getting enough fats? Are you getting in a good balance of carbohydrates in there as well? And we know that, you know, over maybe 120 grams, you're probably not getting that much more benefit from a physiological level. Um, so you just question like, is it, is it worth? Um, Kan Chan says that she wants to know too, if she's a vegetarian and she struggles to hit 120 grams on 1600 calories. So if you could share your wisdom with us, that would be excellent. Agreed. All right, anything else on there? No. Okay, let's do the last quasi. Claire Philpot or Pilpot? Philpot. Okay. Can we talk about alcohol, please? I do drink wine some evenings, about four evenings per week, but I make sure that I don't go over my calories. Will this slow my progress down? No. I don't really need to lose too much. I'm eight stone five, but I want to get rid of my upper belly. Um what's an upper belly today normally people store more body fat on like their lower bellies um i think I what sometimes happen is like normal food volume 
which some people turn bloating and kind of like get confused with thinking that's fat when actually it's just the food that you've eaten sitting in your stomach which is totally normal that might appear in your like your upper area um no if you're in calories we're more than fine for you to have alcohol yeah um, oh, Kajal's just commented saying, sorry, Tajal, saying, um, I have lots of Greek yogurt, egg whites, tofu, corn, and one protein shake. Yeah, actually, I could see how you're hitting decent amount of protein. Sounds fine what you're doing. I wouldn't worry about it. Just make sure that you're getting in variety and you're still enjoying your diet and that you're probably getting the vast majority of benefit from like 100 to 120 grams. So don't stress too much about hitting that higher amount. But if you're finding it's really satiating and you enjoy the way that you eat, there's no need to change that. I agree. Um, okay, should we do one more? Should we, should we do one more and then go? Yeah, because I need a wee now. Okay, fine. We really are getting through them now, finally. Only took four weeks, only took a month. Um, Rosie Mottram. I have an initial fat loss goal as I'm currently 70 kg at five foot three. I really want to look lean and see some muscle definition, ideally on my stomach and my arms. I think I need to focus on fat loss initially, but I'm not sure at what point I need to change my goal to more of a physique goal. I feel like it's pointless now as the type of physique I would like won't be visible until I lose some fat. It's also quite hard as I don't know how lean I will need to get to see definition in these areas. How do I approach this really long-term planning? Thank you so much. So Rosie, if you're really nailing the calories that we have you on, and hopefully, you know, given Emma and my coaching methodology, you would be on the higher end of a deficit. Um, if you're really nailing your protein, if you're training your ass off in the gym, um, doing the workouts that Emma has set you, um, it's absolutely possible that we can get you some, we can help you build some muscle and lose some body fat simultaneously. Um, we'll only know, you know, what the long-term, you, sorry, I should say, you will only know what your long-term goal is once you do start to lean down and see what your physique looks like. And then you can make a decision on what do you want to do? Do you want to keep going in fat loss or do you want to, you know, maybe start to reverse diet a little bit, increase calories a little bit and really start to smash your training with a whole new intention of building muscle, parking the fat loss goal temporarily. Um, that's what I would say. Let's do one thing at a time. Do the first thing I just said. And then when you get to a level of lean where you can kind of see where your physique's at, then we can reassess. Emma? Yeah, I don't think they're distinct goals. And I think this is potentially where a lot of people trip up a little bit is that, you know, you can lose fat and build muscle at the same time. You don't need to be thinking like you need to focus primarily on fat loss and then I'll start building muscle. Like what you'll find is if you follow our program, you'll manage to do both. And you don't like body composition goals are fat loss goals for a lot of people and like you don't need to distinguish between the two or make them yeah like distinctly different phases like you can achieve both at the same time so I think you you've maybe heard like cutting and bulking cycles from a bodybuilder or something and think that you need to do your fat loss first and then do your hypertrophy but that isn't how things have to work especially if you're not a bodybuilder absolutely 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 um okay fine i think we are done for now we will be back on friday at 1 p.m uk time what time is that in mexico 8 a.m it's doable are you happy with that yeah 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 we're fine with that yeah okay, we fine. I mean, you guys are, me and amelia can handle it 
Well, I mean now because she's like this accessory in the background. It's an addition to the easy method. Um, all right. Okay. Um, oh shit! I've got a work call right now. Okay. okay. Bye.